Everyone deserves to have someone look at them like Paul Heyman looks at Roman Reigns. You're listening to Warren Beer and the Cheap Seats Podcast, WBECS with Big Mike and Casey. Take it away, Big Mike. It's Big Mike coming at you. It's on a Friday night. Warren Beer and the Cheap Seats. Paul Heyman looks at Roman in a very creepy, <laughs> creepy way. I don't want anybody looking at me like that. Thank you very much. We got a great show for you tonight. We're going to talk a little bit about sports, NFL, Major League Baseball, WWE. We just had a pay per view. And, and Florida State football. And for sweet Melissa, we'll do Florida State football. But anyway, without further ado, ado, Casey, take it away. I think the look is more of deep admiration coming from Paul Heyman. Do you think that's what it is? Absolutely. He just absolutely admires his tribal chief. Mm-hmm. Or at least he sells it well. He sells it well. <laughs> so, well, you know, you had the the big, I mean, it's like the crescendo. You know, you start with WrestleMania and it builds to uh, SummerSlam. SummerSlam is always a big event. You always have a surprise guest of some sort. Um Maybe a title you wouldn't think changes hands. I think start to finish, uh, the matches were pretty solid. I, I, I read Can some- I tell you what match yeah. I was not impressed with? Mm. Not impressed. All other matches, I'm like, all right, it's pay-per-view worthy. You've got to be saying the one we usually say. It is. We liked it. What, the, the Rousey match? You, I, you know, honestly, did it, you like that match? I, I did. I think for okay. Rousey, I think it was more right, maybe of a natural setting. It, it, it was a different. You're trying to sell MMA in wrestling. It's it's tough to figure out because those women really beat the hell out of each other. Because I'm not sure if you watch Raw on Monday. I mean, Shayna Baszler, I was like swollen yeah. shut. Uh, they mean, definitely that was not. They they were hitting that, that each wasn't other. that was real. They were they were they were really getting after it. I, I think for Ronda, Ronda has a unique skill set. It just somehow didn't translate in wrestling. Now, when she, her first run, she had a huge pop and she was real popular. And then it kind of fizzled out. She went away. She came back. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't probably as high as a high that everyone probably at WWE had hoped for her. And I'm certain to say... That was her last event, and but you in, think so? And yeah, I mean, she she's um, she's supposed to be like a free agent at this point. And um, he, here's the thing: um, in in this last run, I think has been mostly disappointing. She had hard really winning over the crowd, even with some people trying to put her over as you know the top baby face or the top heel. It just it just wasn't working. Uh, it I mean, I've been to events where it's dead silent and she's in a middle. We were match. at it. We were at yeah. that match. Dead, last the, match. We her, went her to the uh, <clears throat> Raquel me. Rodriguez. Yep. Absolutely dead until Charlotte Flair showed up. And then, then and, the crowd got into it and the crowd just went absolutely berserk. Um, now I think that was roused in my opinion, in her second run, her best match in the second run. For both of them. Yeah, and I, you know maybe for Shayna too. Uh, I think Shayna can do a little bit more traditional wrestling. You know, um, 
She spent a long time, obviously, in the doubles, you know, in the tag team circuit. Um, but, you know, obviously she's going to get a push as a solo. Um, I think it, they play, and they called it, I think, right? They wanted to have a match like that. But to me, it was their best performance, like as far as not just the wrestling, but the the getting the crowd into it and the, the acting part of it, so to speak. But Mike, you're wrong. You're not the only one that disliked I, it. I did not like that. No, match. actually, a lot of the reviews <laughs> online were very negative of that particular match. Now, if you're watching live SmackDown out there. Uh, Your probably, boy, L.A. Knight, got put over big time. Uh, L.A. Knight, yeah. Yep, they got him put over they big did. time. They, he's on his way. Oh, they, they can't stop it now. Um, and I, I think... By having that match, even though there was no implication for a belt, no, but it just just it put him in it put him in the upper echelon now. Listen, he, Triple H is in the gorilla chair, right, or whatever they call it, like you know, running the control room, and uh, he he knows what the crowd wants, and if he passes it, it's it's going to be a big fumble. Um, you got to take advantage of it now. You know, we, we'll kind of get more into that because after the matches, we actually caught did you, the did you watch the, the press uh, conference? Conference the press conferences are very interesting. La Knight was real funny because they had like three quick questions. He's like, "All right, so that's it. Three questions. That's all we got." Oh uh, no, no, no! And then he's like, <laughs> "You know," and they made him ask a couple more questions. But his was short, but he was really funny. Like he's very charismatic. You know, he, and you know they they actually had people from different websites. Uh, you know, in there, it would be interesting to know how to, you know, get I a press pass it. in there. They don't tell you. Well, there, there's a way to get in there. You probably got to like directly, you Where know, there's a will, there's a way. Sure. Sure. I mean, they're, they're in there. Um, Anything is possible if you are stubborn enough. That was almost my intro. Well, Co Cody Rhodes, obviously getting a big, big win. I, um, I was glad to see that. And then let me tell you, <clears throat> class act with Brock Lesnar at the end. Listen, Brock doesn't do that for people. No, he doesn't. He, he, and Bro Brock's very competitive. Uh, he hates to lose. And uh, he's not going to do things just to do things. I agree with that. I thought that I was like, wow. Because you could see that that was very genuine coming from Brock Lesnar. And I was like, that is badass that I'm getting to witness that right now. Yeah. That match I enjoyed a lot. That, that was probably one of my favorite matches of the night. Well, you know, it helps build Cody because it would have been too soon, really, if he won the title. I think, you know, at WrestleMania, the fans wanted it. But I think if he won it, there is the potential he loses momentum too quick. And it, that's happened to some guys where they push him real fast. Um, you have the... Uh, now I'm going to forget his name. They they call him the Great Maharaj, but he was the champion like 2018-2019 as an Indian-born guy. He's Oh, yeah. He's in NXT now. He got a push. He was a champ and then fizzled out, and just people just don't like him. And I think in the ring, he's good. They just Now they can't get any type of momentum going for him right now. I, I think you have a good point there. I think what they're doing with Cody Rhodes – they're getting the fans. They're 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 pulling the emotions out of the fans. 
because Cody has a good following, a big following. I like Cody Rhodes. I like Brock Lesnar too. Mm-hmm. I like both those guys. I think sure. both those guys are great in-ring performers. And they don't do too bad with the promos. Mm-hmm. So I with with Cody, I think they're getting fans really vested into the run. You yes. know, with the the win, the loss, the win. Mm-hmm. Well, and then the documentary is coming out. Yes, I'm excited about that. Yeah. Did see that. So that was a cool match. The the women's triple threat. Good match. Mm-hmm. Great great match. Um, you know, I was so into the match, I forgot, like everyone else, that Aya Sky's in the back with then all of a sudden her music plays. She comes and here out, she comes. And Bailey and Bailey helps her, does not interfere. Mm-hmm. Bailey did something I never thought the Bailey character was ever gonna do was step out of the way and let someone have the, the limelight. I was positive with her having the briefcase that she would interfere and tank IO Sky. And then, you know, their their tag team partner showed up, which she had been out hurt. Right. You know, at the end. So how about speaking of that match, oh go finish your thought first. Wait, is that a changing of the guard with Bailey too, you think? Um, no, 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 no. Bailey's got a lot of years of wrestling in her. You know, she's still in her prime. I, I think they have her in a good place. I think as a heel, I think she's a great heel. And I mean, she's still looked at, even though she's not the champion, she's ahead of that stable. Right, right, right. You know, um, which is important because they're really trying to build a lot of momentum in the women's division. Um, and, you know, I think they got all the talent there. I think they... Had some bad luck with some injuries. Uh, a la, you know, Charlotte Flair went down. Bailey, you know, Bailey went them. down in the middle of a big story. You know, Becky Lynch it. was pregnant. Now um, Alexa Bliss is out. You know, being pre- she's going to be gone for. Well, and what's her face? Um, oh, Car- Carm- well, Carmella, Carmella's out. But now Sonya Deville's out. Yeah, Sonya Deville's out. So. Which is a shame. I think I think that would have been a fun tag team. They could have ran as a heel for a while because they they get a good reaction out of the crowd. Um, but you know, well, I mean, tr- listen to Triple H. He's like, you know, you, you have so much talent, you can only run so many storylines. But they're obviously trying to, you know, think of a backup of a backup of a backup. Mm-hmm. So he's like, sometimes. You don't see a guy a while, and he's like, "Well, it's because we're doing X, Y, Z." But if someone gets hurt, then they they got the backup plan. He was he was pretty interesting to listen to the press conference afterwards. You know, he like, pulls oh, back the curtain a little he, bit. There you go. That's the exact phrasing I would say. Um, he was good. Uh, Paul Heyman is. Um, he, was he in character or was he? No, he's Paul. He's Paul Heyman. He was just Paul. And well, it, I mean, he he's talking about you know <clears throat> Roman Reigns, but he'll be like you know when we went in the pandemic, you know uh, I, that's when I started working with Roman Reigns. He contacted me uh, for my advice, and he had these ideas, and he's like he's selling how important that Roman Reigns is to wrestling and how big they are, why he's the number one star, why he's the top billing. He's like everywhere we go. Um, you know, the record receipts are always a record. 
every single, no matter where we go, every pay-per-view, every live event. And he's like, Roman Reigns is the, the top star. Some of it did sound like but he, he was did, not in character for a minute, and then he just jumped in. He did say, because someone's like, well, how long does this go? And with Roman and the bloodline, and he's like, we're, we are just in the third inning of telling the story. Wow. What if it was the top or the bottom. Yeah. Well, still the third inning. <laughs> and so I think, and that could be some, that could be some tongue in cheek there too. That could be character. Well, it could be character. It could be the red herring to throw you off. Right. The uh, not, there no. you go. The red herring. I think that's what it is. I hope that's what it is. <laughs> but the match with Roman Reigns, you know, and Jay was very good. It, it was good, but it's always a, it's a dissatisfied ending always because I agree. You're like, uh, someone interfered again for Roman Reigns, and Roman Reigns yet again could not win a match on his own. Yes. He cannot he was, win a match on his he own. He was ready to be pinned when Jimmy comes in. See, and that's the thing that was upsetting. Like, why? I don't know. It 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 just felt like they didn't build that story that Jimmy would do that. I think it's just too blind. You think so? I, here's my thought on it. I thought that plot twist was kind of cool. Yeah, I did too. I thought that was a cool plot twist. I didn't see that coming. And I'm like, oh, shit. He he turned against not only his brother, but his twin. I actually thought that was going to happen months ago. Like, there were a couple. I didn't see that coming. Maybe because I'm dumb. Well, no, but... no, no. I thought it a while back, and then I forgot about it by now. You know what I mean? Like, I thought it was going to happen, and I thought it was going to happen, and then it didn't. So I, you know. Now, go. let's go back to the women's match. Bianca Belair. Mm -hmm. That's a real injury. Did she really injure that? That was I. My dad and I were talking about that, or was that all orchestrated? I can't. I can't tell if that was kayfabe or not, or if she really did tweak something. I mean, they're they've been awfully quiet about it. Um, because she returned to the ring. Mm -hmm. I was like, holy shit! Which that I knew. I had a feeling she was going to do that, but I thought she was faking the injury then. Yeah, so it then could. Like hobbled, Casey said, it could. Kayfabe, I don't know. I, I'd like to know, but that, that that again, we're talking about it. So awesome mm -hmm. plot twist. All right, and another thing, and I've I've been saying this. Gunther is breaking Honky Tonk's record for the longest reigning Intercontinental, and he's been slowly just beating top name after top name. Uh, and and I think it was tough for you know have Drew McIntyre lose again, and he's not in any real title match because I think he was very important for WWE during the pandemic. He went in, put the company on his shoulders, and right. went out and performed his ass off on Raw every Monday night. You know, being a company guy, um, you know, so I'd like to see him have a. A championship run again. I do too, and, and a chance to be a champion with a live audience, because he will get the you know he'll elicit the reaction. But Gunther's done everything right. Uh, he's made internet the Intercontinental Championship belt matter again. And look, there's no way Honky Tonk is still the longest reigning. I was just okay. So you bring bring me to this crazy. I'm okay with Honky Tonk's record going down. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> because honky tonk man, no offense, <laughs> honky tonk man. <laughs> and he used to like squirm out of his matches. He would, yeah. there'd always be a DQ or, or something. Not he, my, not my most favorite wrestler of all time. He was horrible. The only time I kind of put up with him was, uh, the tag team rhythm and blues with mm-hmm. him and Greg, the hammer Valentine It's only because I like Greg, the hammer. I, I, I would be okay with that, but honky to, to break the honky tonks record. Okay. No problem. Yeah. I look, it's, it's stood for like 30 something years, you know, it's everything needs to come to an end. And then, uh, I don't know. There's a, there's a weird, Better, okay. better. <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I invented I don't know. that in my mind, you know. Uh, David Spade, new show. Um, anyways, mm. uh, as I as I get sidetracked from the better petter, um, I'm gonna get one. The other match that was interesting was the Finn Balor match. Yes, yes. And I think now I think the storytelling of the Judgment Day is really kind of. Starting to take a level of the bloodline. Um, I mean, they're if you watch Raw, they're throughout Raw like all night long. You know, but it's what are you doing with Damian Priest? He's got he's got the you know the the briefcase. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hasn't been able to cash it in yet. He, other than he's been a distraction for Finn Balor, and he's cost Finn Balor, you know, a couple matches, and he. Fumbles it somehow again. Seth Rollins stomps him, you know, and it it was a weird end because Judgment Day, the, the rest of them show up. You're like, I think he's going to beat Seth Rollins. Or that's what I thought. I thought, I really thought they're going to do something far fetched. Finn wins, and then uh, Priest. Damien Priest was going to cash in right. and turn on him right there. Yep. I was convinced of that. I was like, that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. None of that happened. I was just <laughs> like, this is effing crazy. I don't know what's going on. Uh, however, it ended with uh, Dominic Mysterio also being hugged uh, by Rhea Ripley because he's nursing his wounds yet again. And that's always a hysterical scene <laughs> that uh, – he just can't defend himself, and she's protecting <laughs> yet again. I mean, it's uh, it's pretty good. It's it's hysterical. And then uh, the Ricochet and uh, Logan Paul. Logan Paul, good match. Good good opening match to the the pay per view. Yeah, good opening match. It sets I the tone. I believe they opened with that. Yeah, and it that was a very good match. Action packed. Crazy plot twist at the end with the with the brass knuckles. Oh yeah, yeah. So no, it was good. Like you said, Case, that that set the tone for the rest of the pay per view. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, this will be good. I start to long, finish. Long, a, I, long pay per view. It was a long pay per view, but it did, but you know what? Like I, I, I was five hours, right? It, it was pretty long, but I I stayed engaged. Yeah, I stayed mm-hmm. engaged I. the whole time. Um. So the fans who went to this event, you got they got their money's worth for sure. Oh yeah, they got their money's worth in Detroit. Yeah, Detroit looked like they brought the energy, and it seemed like everyone was pretty happy. I mean, they had a big, big crowd. Another, you know, big crowd for SummerSlam, and uh, so 
Can I take a small rewind? Sure, of course. Interwebs, thank you. Oh, we need to do that. We do need that sound effect yeah. on the board. The interwebs say Bianca Belair is not hurt. I don't know. So I was all, which, uh, but I don't know which websites are reputable. Then I, I think that would be if she was hurt. I think if she was legitimately hurt, I think usually we would have heard like something. either Wrestling Observer or Cage Side News. Oh. They're usually uh, anytime you hear Dave Metzler's name, you're like, you need to pay attention. That that guy's like the insider of insiders. Tell me the best one. Dave Metzler's a, okay. a good guy to kind of. Forbes has an article about it. Actually, he he yeah. he'll if you watch those dark side of the the ring. Great, great, great documentary. Every once in a while, he'll be just kind of in there because like he goes back to the days of like writing, you know the, you know, like fanzines, yep. you know, and that's that's how he got his start. But like he'll be in some of those for his insight because he's been covering the sport forever. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, hey, other Casey, what are you doing there, bud? Can you chime on in? Hey there, can you hear me? Oh, yeah. Hey, you're, hey bud. What's kind of quiet. Hey, bud. Hey, buddy. <laughs> I got the earphones on, so I'm like, oh, crap. How's this work? So, what's your what's your take of the, the whole event? Oh, the event was amazing. I, I, lost, I, I lost interest during the Ronda match I'm like, oh, come on, really? I, I think sweet melissa and i were the only ones that actually kind of you know uh we're kind of got into that one i was shocked and i and you know how i feel i usually dog her like mm -hmm. immediately i boo her right off the gate Me also. But, but when you saw baszler on raw you know that stuff was real she's all beat up yeah i mean um i mean boy she was rocking a big shiner on raw But it was good to see LA Knight on Raw too. Yeah, I noticed um, on uh, SmackDown before the before um, SummerSlam, LA and Sheamus were going at it, and they missed a big spot on the top rope. They both oh yeah, the top rope. Yeah, yeah. But they made up. They made hmm. up for it at SummerSlam and really did a good job. Yeah, I'm, you know, th those uh, battle royals are tough. You're trying to, you know, figure out who's going to be on top. And then, you know, they, you know, they're trying to figure out future plot lines. And you, you want to give everyone a mo their moment in there. You know, obviously they bring out Omos and want to remind people he's. Yeah, that he, was kind of strange. He, he's a he's a force to reckon with. So, you know, he's a tough guy to wrestle, you know. Strowman had a hard time with him. Yeah. Yeah, he's, a, I, I don't know. I mean, he he's an interesting talent. I think they're doing as best as they can. I think having him with MVP is uh, better, you know. Yeah, I'd like to see MVP at the new uh, Bobby Lashley thing. Go see how that goes. Yeah, so I don't. I mean, they they keep rumoring the the return of the hurt business, and I, I don't know if that's what this new iteration with the street profits, if that's what's going to be. Which kind of bummed me out because, uh, uh, it you know, I guess Cedric Alexander is just working, um, you know, dark matches forever because uh, really? that that guy's just a talent and a half, man. Oh, I agree, hundred percent. He's awesome. 
I mean, he was he was wrestling at University of Minnesota around the same time as um uh I think he was right after Brock Lesnar. I mean, he was an NCAA champion. I mean, the guy the guy's a, a pedigree talent. You know, but uh, you know, but who knows? I mean, you you get to a certain age, maybe he's asking for a little less time. So I don't know. It could be. And um, I mean, so I mean, that, that's where we're at with uh, wrestling, and you know, NFL. You know, you got uh, preseason. Which I, look, the older I get, the less I care about preseason because uh, it's just really fucking boring. I'm going to be honest, folks. Um, the tickets are still a hundred dollars. Parking still forty. The beer still fifteen. And then you're you're looking at this roster. I don't know who who these uh, uh, you know jabronis are. So what they are is jabronis. Well, guy, and I get it. Look, they're 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 guys mostly trying to get a roster spot, and at the same time, you don't want to put your top talent out there and they get hurt. Get hurt in the preseason, and all your you know the guy you spent a lot of money on is now sidelined. I mean, it is interesting just thinking of some storylines, Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, and you're like, how's this going to work? I'm like, that offensive roster is no better than you had in Green Bay. The defense may be better, but I, I don't know. I, I'm i not a believer. He's not Tom Brady. He's not going to make that team a winner. If they go 0-2, they're going to roast his ass so bad in the media, he's going to wish he was just eating cheese in Wisconsin. Hmm. I don't think he. I don't think he's ready for the New York media. I don't think he. He'll. I don't think he'll. Uh, you don't think he'll hold up to it. You I think he'll crumble under this? Listen, it's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. That's that's a that is an absolute jungle. Welcome to the jungle, baby. Some guys thrive on it. You know, some ball players. I don't know. Say Reggie Jackson would just bring out the whole press to dinner, and hold court all night because he loved that. Right. Some some guys hate it. You know. They want to be left alone. We'll find out what old Aaron ends up being. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. And you know the Bucks. I, I don't. I'm not buying any hype of the Bucks. I, I think they're a five-six win team. I think we're going back to our rebuilding decade. There's a reason you see all the tickets up for sale on uh, <laughs> the recent well, tickets. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's funny during. Dur- I, I watched in between commercials with wrestling this evening they're like hey season passes are still available <laughs> some they make it yeah okay whatever well, well some people that bought season tickets last year were obligated to buy two seasons worth because they knew tom was going to leave so yeah they're like up. sure well, they, they hedged because they they just they hedged their state. bets they, they hedged, hedged their, their bets. bets yep so but i I it's it's, it's going to be a tough season. Oh, look, I'm not going to dog Baker Mayfield. I think he got always not a fair shake. You know, you're coming from Cleveland, and look, um, if you don't know what Cleveland's like, look at who their quarterback is and just be like, well, of course that franchise is a fucking disaster and disgrace. Um, so, you know, I, I hope Baker works out for us. Hell, I hope the Trask kid w- works out. I mean mm-hmm. – uh, went to Florida. No offense, Florida State fans. Right. Well, we won't hold that against him. You know, maybe, maybe he's a. T- I mean, he's athletic enough. Well, no, no Florida quarterback has ever won a Super Bowl. So go with that. Oh. Mm. 
I, mean, uh, I like that statistic, just not for the book. Yeah, well, that, yeah, definitely not as a starter. I'm trying to think of was Spur. Oh no, Spurrier was not on good teams usually. I think he was like 49ers when he first came in the league. Hmm. And uh, not the well, you know, coaching the bandits, bandit ball, baby. I was always hoping to see Burt Reynolds on the sidelines. That's all I just wanted to see. Do you think Burt just put his name on that? I think Burt did a lot of that kind of stuff where he just, hey, I'll put my name on it. And... Yeah, he put his name on it. I think he knew the owner. You know, they – Right. Um, and, I'm, and I can't remember his name, the guy that was uh, the basically the uh, operating or main or whatever you say, the majority owner. And he handled it day-to-day. Burt just went out there to just – Draw attention. And the reason – I'll give you another uh, point, sports point of reference on that. So when Hal Needham started his race team. Yes. So the car – so it was always – they got sponsorship from U.S. Tobacco. It was Skull Bandit car. Yeah, yeah, the, the Harry Gant. Harry Gant well, Skull originally it was a guy named um, what was Stanton Barrett, I think his name was. Yeah, he was a stunt man. Who became, really? Yeah, the the first season, maybe two seasons, they had a stunt man, a professional stunt man drive the car, and then they hired Harry. But on the rear, on the C pillar of the car, which would, yep, back of, for you non car folks, it's the very last pillar on the car by your rear window. By your rear window, it said Burton House. And then Skull Bandit for the sponsorship. Burt Reynolds didn't give two shits. He just he put his name on it. Mm. Just uh, how asked Burt, can I use your name? Because, because it would help or bring attention. Help bring attention. Because no, well, Burt was a box office star. Absolutely. You're coming off. This is early 80s. You're coming off Two Smokey and the Bandits. And then the third, which was not a Burt movie. Sharky's Revenge. Yep. Uh <laughs> Hoopers, Hooper, Gator, I Gator, White Lightning, that. White Lightning, all great films. Hooper was great. So, Bert, yeah, they, just there as the probably just like with the bandits, Bert was there because Bert could get he garnered garnered some attention. Mm-hmm. Yep. Rest in peace, Bert. And he was cool. We were talking about the uh, yes, he was the A's right going to Vegas. Is that right? That's what it sounds like. It's not made official. The owners still have to vote on it, but the Oakland ownership has already went and purchased land, and they're so this is pretty much a done deal. Sounds like it, unless something happens last minute. So the reason I asked that is because I was thinking the other night the way that you were telling me that they're not going to do well there more than likely because it's a, it's a travel, you know, it's a touristy place and they're not going to have people that back them up that live there full time so much. I was thinking they should get a famous person to play. Do you think so? You don't think, you don't think baseball will be as successful in Vegas as hockey and football have been? Well, I, I think the problem is, is the ownership. Look, Oh yeah. If you suck, you just suck. You just look, you have problems. You pack your problems in a bag, you move, 
guess what? You unpack those problems and they're still there. That's a bitch. I hate that. They, they stink. Their philosophy of baseball sucks and screw Moneyball. All right. It was an okay movie, except they forget the fact that uh, they mentioned, they forget to mention the three pitchers they had that were carrying that fucking team and uh, they'd never won a world series. Okay. So let's, it's ruined baseball. Just made everyone be like, we only look at uh, these analytic statistics and you have zero heart. You sound like a goddamn manager for the Yankees. Oh, by the way, the Yankees they're talking about might have a losing record this year, mm. which actually that would end the, the longest streak of a team not having a losing record. I think it's like some 32 years, but their All streaks uh, come to an end. Oh, it, it, it's a reality. It's a reality when you have John Carlos Stanton and his $30 million just jogging around the base path. Like it's a Sunday afternoon driving down gun highway. Like, Hey dude, you got to fucking get on it. There's a play. The ball's live. Like run, run or don't run. I don't know. I mean, you know, at least the Mets realize the error of their ways and just dump them pitchers because uh, they're out of it. The Yankees, they just like get rid of those bad contracts. Get get rid of the guys that are losers and get winners. But yeah, look, exactly. I'm not a Yankees fan. I don't care. I like my Rays. I think the Rays are going to have a tough uphill climb. McClanahan may be out. Well, out for the season. Don't know if we got him for the postseason. A little nervous. Um, you know, Orioles are not going away. Which listen. I've been saying they were going to be a problem. Been saying it. Um, not worried about any team in the AL Central. They just modeled themselves after the Yankees, I think. They'll stink. Oh, my. But the West is going to be tough. The Rangers, uh, you know, the Mariners have a good team. The Angels could be good if they decide to win games. Uh, you know, and then you have the Astros, folks. They just keep lurking around there. So you're in the nitty gritty of baseball. You know, you know, you're getting around the uh, final bend of the pennant race. Mm -hmm. You know, got about like five weeks left, and there we go. And the Rays are tied eight to eight in the bottom of the ninth. Yeah, with the Guardians. So they just need to keep Guardians winning. of the Galaxy. We went to a game this week. Yeah, how was it? So much fun. Well, other than when they lost, uh, it was fun. Uh, so they have this area in a 200 level called the uh, uh, Republic Bank draft room. And it's like a little private room. You kind of hang out and look over the field. They have their own menu at St. Louis ribs up there. Oh, St. Louis style ribs. Nice. Uh, the best macaroni oh, and cheese you'll ever have. In I life. swear I smelt it out in the parking lot. I was like uh, Scooby-Doo or um, Shaggy. I don't know. Either one. Uh, the vapors were in the air. My feet were in the air. And I just floated <laughs> just into it. the stadium. We both smelt it. And again, on the way out. Yeah. It, it was ridiculous. It, it, it was actually the best mac and cheese I ever had. Ever. It had a crunch to it. Oh, that's nice. Underrated. Folks, listen. If you want to step up your mac and cheese game, get, get a little... I think it was a panko. panko yeah, yeah. I was just going to yeah. say, probably panko breadcrumbs. But they were extra. So good. how would one acquire the tickets for this? 
you're either a season ticket member or a, a pass holder. And you I know people. Well, and I'm kind of a big deal. So, you know, of course I, you're, you're, I'm a pass holder, so I, I could get in there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so if you're, you're with me, you know, and I'm kind of Maybe a big I deal, am. I'm going to get you in. Uh, but they had even like these couches, the TVs, um, you know, your own. No, I, on those, with those type of accoutrements, it's, fun. it's nice. It's fun. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's a really relaxed atmosphere you know you go to the game mm-hmm. eat yeah there was a bathroom a single person bathroom yeah like 15 feet away oh, that's nice popcorn oh popcorn free too popcorn. free popcorn I, i'm in you you had me at popcorn oh yeah i was trying not to be like you a know popcorn glutton yes you know strapping Super on the awesome old feedback bartender with really good highlights very nice yeah no it's pretty fun i'd never done that I, I it's like a newer thing they brought in the last few years so i was like oh let's just it's check it out brilliant and i don't know if everybody would enjoy this but i certainly did you can see the field you can see the game but you can also see the little screens they have like tv monitors that's cool i yeah. think that's nice. so you're watching like that and you the- can see the replays which normally you can't see on the well I, I that enhances the experience because you get you get the in-game live experience but and, then you also have replays and more importantly it's 72 degrees it's yep. nice. It's yep. better than the 90-something degrees we've had. Oh, gosh. And the but humidity. You also have space. Like, the people next to us, yes, it's going to be like a COVID joke, but the closest people to us were literally probably six feet away from us. All right. So then you, like, even though it's 72 degrees, there's been times where I was hot in there because it was Yeah, so just be, it's body heat. Yeah. Yep. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Very nice. Yeah, it was. Um, it was. It was a good experience. You know, um, just uh, not having a good run at the Rays games. Um, sorry, we're zero and four. Zero and four with your attendance. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I'm gonna say it's not you. I don't like. I think, I it's think just I gotta bring one. like Vienna sausages uh, as a tribute to the Rays and the Rays tank. And uh, do they like Vienna sausages? Why wouldn't they? I don't <laughs> like Vienna sausages, so I don't think they would like them. They'd be like, "Those are like the things of the sea." The Vienna sausages, yeah, yeah. that's okay. silly me. Things of the sea and Vienna sausages. Yeah, you know, speaking of going to sea, what I like to sometimes do because it's open season, um, you know, I like to charter a boat and go and uh, catch my own fresh hush puppies. Um, and but that's like we, fried cornbread. But it's something we do in my family every year. Uh, we go down to the Keys during hush puppy season. And, uh, you know, we, we go out there and we get up early in the morning. And, and But we, we get a fair share, but by the state limit, it's six hush puppies per person, no more than 36 hush puppies per boat. Because I follow the law. Are you and, allowed to talk or be loud when you get these hush puppies? You go, shh, it's okay. And then you go, uh, uh, I'm a little disturbed by that. 
they usually just hang around by the coral, you know, just doing a, you know, hush puppying. How, how does one wrangle up a hush puppy? Very carefully. Uh, uh, you know, usually you put like a dipping sauce out. Oh, what 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 have you found to be your most successful dipping sauce? Ketchup. Uh, ranch. Wow, the hush puppies like ranch. Huh? No. Everything loves ranch. Caught a I, lobster that way too. I'm like, get out of here. Wow, that's. Weird. I'm like, go back and put some claws on you, dumb lobster. Oh, yeah, lobster it's a there. rock lobster. Yeah. Right? Isn't that what, yeah, what yeah. we have? Lobster. Rock yeah. lobsters. Yeah, it's the B fifty twos down there. Yeah. <laughs> rock lobster. <laughs> From Athens, Georgia. It's yeah. also a really good shot. Rock, rock lobster is a shot. Oh yeah. What is in a rock lobster? Oh god. Sweet Melissa. It's what's my drink I like? Oh, Chambord. Chambord. That's all you need to know. Yeah, that's not going to be a good one. That's going to be a little rough on the old tum tum, as I no. said. Little Bernie, Bernie. Here, I'll find out. The yeah, let's you look don't that need up. To be shooting Chambord. That's going to be. Unless you're like. Oh, I just threw up purple. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. oh, that made me think, though. Like, so when I, I was working, uh, I'll just say I was just working at this resort. And we'd host like these conventions and stuff. And we had these people there this direct sales and they were selling, I don't know, vitamins or sawdust that were passed off as vitamins. And, you know, I had this group of four and they're just like, just so about it. And they're like, it changed our lives. And so they're like really blowing the bullshit up your ass. Yeah. They want me to be involved in it. Where and, is this again? I apologize. Oh, I was at a, well, I don't want to, Throwing the resort's name. Oh, okay, I got you. But but it is where I was living in Orlando. I understand. And um, I'll just say it was at a Hyatt. And anyway, so uh, did you roast them a little bit? Oh well, here. So they're just saying it's it's this has been life changing for us Uh, by doing this. You should totally think about it. We'll leave you some information. Here's our card. You know they're really laying it on thick. And all I care about is like. Hey, listen, I have five other fucking tables. Hurry up with the order. I'm getting in the, you know, I'm being put in the weeds because you guys don't shut up. Like, give me your order. Like, let's go. You know, I almost want to tap the watch. Like, got to go. Do you think they were having a, they were trying to show one another up to see who could get you to bite? Yes. Maybe. Number one in direct sales. Well, and then, and then, uh, as they were just showing off their, you know, whatever, um, here come their orders. What were they showing off? Like know, breasts, cocks, oh, um, cocks and breasts. You know, the, you know, you're the a pissing contest. So, of course, time time the order. Life changing here. Here it is. Uh, I'll take the tuna melt. Not make fun of tuna melt, but it was the most inexpensive thing on the menu. Wow. And a water. Well, oh, okay. Next. Wow, person, go- Tuna melt water. Uh, next person. Tuna melt water. Uh, tuna melt water. I said. That looks like four life-changing orders, and I walked away. Did you really say I did, that? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Don't listen. <laughs> listen, when you're a fucking charlatan, I am gonna call <laughs> you out. You get on your soapbox. I'm kicking that box from underneath your feet. Wow, what cheap bastards! Hey, those are four life-changing orders. Herbal yeah. life. That's what it was. I bet. 
Uh, it was something like that. Because people used to say herbal life, and I wanted to punch them in the face. Herbal. Herb. My uncle herbal. My uncle herbal. herbal. My uncle Herb. Herbal. Herbal life. <laughs> they all said it that way. Yeah, because they're all charlatans. <laughs> wow. So Rock Lobster. Yes. Has a lot of liquor in it. Oh, boy. Okay. Crown, Chambord, and Cranberry juice. What is Chambord? Oh, yeah, yeah, what yeah. is Chambord? Raspberry liqueur. Yeah. But it's don't get Razzmatazz. Chambord's way better. I don't think I'm getting either one of them. Oh. Just saying. It's my favorite. Okay. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a rough drink right there. It sounds rough. It's so good. Casey? He's probably had one, he just doesn't oh. remember. Listen. I'm kidding, but I'm not kidding. I've had a lot of shots. <laughs> and you've taken some shots. <laughs> Taking some shots, but I've mostly taken shots down. Uh. <laughs> I could have been on like an Olympic drinking team. But, you know, I, wonder why that's not I prefer now to sit my warm beer and just pace myself and just enjoy the nicer things at life, like yelling at TV commercials or asking, why is the weatherman so stupid? I don't know. Not Paul Delgado. Yeah, he's fucking his hair is horrible. And I have no hair, so. Uh-oh. It looks like Paul Heyman might be cheating on Roman Reigns. No, I, I Speaking never, of no I hair. I never cheat on you, Tribal Chief. Right? Speaking of, okay, so those those listening and watching wrestling live with us tonight, yes. Paul Heyman's hair looks terrible. Yeah, it does. I was just thinking that. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's horrible. I can't tell what's going on there. But he combed it from left to right instead of front to back. It's kind of weird. Paul Heyman's brilliant. He knows how to get your attention. Yes, so we'll, we'll give him that. Definitely love me some Paul Heyman. Hey, listen, he's, he's the definition of hustle. Like, he kind of broke into the business, like, uh, by literally breaking into the business. <laughs> Uh, right. A lot of respect for him. Mm-hmm. It's been around a lot of big talent. You know, well, he's 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 an inch. He's an interesting guy. Uh, I guess some music news. So, um, I, I will say, side note: if you're waiting, unfortunately, there's not going to be. Uh, and I, I was kind of ill ill prepared. Uh, and in the future, I'll have a backup for a backup. You mm-hmm. know. There's a system A, there's B, system B, and if not, then hey, time to punch. Maybe you out. a system C. No, time to punch you out and go for the full ride. So that's a little aviation humor. Uh, and you, uh, you know, Viper pilots out there, you know what I'm talking about. So uh, Big Ed's got a big thing going on the Montecito. He's well, he's got things going on the Montecito, so he's going to be a little tied up. Uh, he may check in, but no uh, rock and roll retrospective. But you know, we we always do discuss music and yeah. such. And actually, um, there were a couple things that uh, you know, in in we got in the works, and uh, we'll, we'll be sneaking in also the country, uh, the cosmic country cavalcade. Correct. So I forgot it was cosmic. That's how long it's been. It, it, I, it's I, been I, need, I, I need to. Uh, I I need to. I need to tune up and. 
get a uh, album out. We'll we'll do a little strategy on that. Yeah, then, after after the show, post show. Not the same as charcuterie. Post show while we're eating a little. Uh, we got some ho hos, ho ho yes. choy Chinese tonight, everybody. Not so those of you in the Tampa Bay area, great Chinese. Yeah. Very good. Very good. It's waiting for us downstairs. So music news uh, from the band Robbie Robertson that passed away. Um, not, And I was familiar with the band, but they were culturally, you know, or, you know, significant, you know, for a lot of artists growing up in that era. You know, they were from the 70s. Um, kind of in that country rock movement. Yes. And, you know, I mean, their, their big thing was they were uh, Bob Dylan's touring band. And, uh, you know, mostly Canadian. There were four Canadians and one guy from Arkansas. One Arky. Yeah. What do you think they talked about? That, that's like, that's like. Blues. Blues. Yeah. That, that was the, their, that, like, that was, was their glue. Just uh, old blues. They just love the, you know, American blues. Uh, and that's that, that was the uh, glue that got that band together. Um, uh, but. They're, they're noted for uh, The Last Waltz is a concert movie that was shot by Scorsese. Right. And um, also kind of it's called The Last Waltz. It's their last performance. Uh, but I mean, ev- I mean, everyone's there. Huh. I mean, they have everyone performing with them. Uh, Clapton and Bob Dylan really? and all these different uh, Neil Young, Joni Mitchell. Um, and yeah, it's, it's also, a who's who. It's a who's era. who, and it's their last show. Wait, you said Scorsese. Yes. Did the film. Huh. Yeah. I would like to watch it. Yeah. Um, I mean, and it's also kind of referred to as the greatest recorded live album. It's just how clean the recording is. Um, Let me ask you this. We're gonna, no. can, we do, can we do a sidebar real quick? Sure, sure. Live albums. Well, yes. I, I'm not a big fan of live albums. Um, yeah, I'm not, it's not, not always my, I skip over live, live albums for the most part. I mean, I have some that I enjoyed. Like I, I had a ACDC live. Yeah. I had that album too. It's a, it's a great, that's a good one. It's, it's, it's a good, yeah. Uh, the muddy banks of the Wabash. I think that one, that one too. Well, unplugged. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed the unplugged, but well, it, you you got to have a good recording sound. All those MTV ones were recorded very well, mm-hmm. engineered, mixed, mm-hmm. uh, very excellent. Um, but there are a lot of live albums. The sound isn't is shit. Yeah. <laughs> but some are it's like bigger shit. Uh, let, let me. Th- all right. So Pete Pete Frampton. Frampton live is a comes good alive. Yeah. Comes alive. Is that I mean, the album? Comes alive. That's a good album. It's a double album. It's a double live album, which is the most insane concept ever. <laughs> when you put out a double live album, fucking radio, you know the the, uh, the music executives must have had a stroke, you know, when this was proposed. Like Daisy the- Dye's got a good one on the message board. Does she? Oh yeah, yeah Neil Diamond, Hot August Night. Sure, that's a <laughs> that's a classic one for him. Yeah, I mean, but overall, I, I I'm gonna kind of be more in your camp. I'm not yeah. I'm not a fan of not the live fan. live album. It's not usually um, 
it's not recorded well. You know, it depends on the uh, venue. And I think I think that's maybe my depends on your equipment. Yeah, the crew. You got to have a good engineer that knows what they're doing. You got to have someone that has to be able to recording it. quality. I think I think that's the core that I have. That I think that's the problem I have with the albums is recording the good ones quality. Are the exception, not the rule. I think. No, I I think I I, I think you're right is a good they're few and far between mm -hmm. good live albums yeah true but we will have an album for you next week with big ed yeah i think i think he's got a a, a dio album that he's gonna work on yes mm. that that was proposed last week yeah post show yeah you know, Dio's pretty fun. I mean, I mean, he goes back to the fifties. Really, Ronnie James Dio has yeah. been around for a long, long time. You know, he didn't really get his due till much later. Uh, he jumped in a couple different bands. Uh, notably, he he was uh, a replacement for uh, Ozzy there briefly in Black Sabbath. Really? Yeah. And then, hmm. uh, yeah, but D Dio's an interesting guy. Um, I like Dio. Or Dio's music, anyhow. Yep. So that would be fun. Oh, and uh, as far as racing, and met a guy today. He he does, uh, it's called, uh, uh, wait, wait, they, they drag race, but it's got to be street legal car, and then they have to drive to the next event or something. It's like hmm. almost like an Iron Man. Oh really? Like a is it something like? Well, there's a hot rod power tour. Yeah, it's it's like like what do they call it? Like from race the road or something like that. So you have to have a car that's street worthy. Yes. So it's got to have all the equipment. Yeah, it's got to it, have, have a good cooling system, right? Yeah, it's it's got to have everything on it. It's got to have street tires. You know, it's got to be that's kind of interesting. That's cool. So you you do your quarter mile. Then you got to go and drive to the next track. So that you know, the challenge there is how extreme do you build your race car? Right. How conservative do you build your race car? I, these are dudes with some some money, though. You know, obviously. Well, of course. I mean, it's that's not warm beer in the cheap seats money. No, no, no. <laughs> but I, I thought it was interesting. The guy, the guy was pretty fascinating to talk to. Um, we were. Actually, you know, we were talking about different things, and then he just wasn't familiar with SRX, so we were talking about that. And I I missed last night. I missed last night, too. I went to a concert. I, I took – well, Lady Jill took me to a concert. Yay. So I did miss SRX. My plan is to catch up with it over the weekend. But Tony Stewart won. Just for everybody. Yeah, I was wondering if Ron Caps remembered to turn left. At any so, point. oh, that's right, Ron Caps, drag racer, drag racer, Ron SRS. So, I will have to do some really? homework. Yeah. yeah. Did he take the place of the guy that was Paul Tracy? No, no, no. I think it, he was he was set to come in and race anyway. Okay. They're, uh, they're like you got to look at. They're going to have twelve people. Like eight are really full time. There's going to be four January kind of revolving revolving guys, okay. uh, guys and gals that just correct to get you back, suck you the casual fan back in. Say, oh, 
I haven't seen such and such a race. Let's see him race. But I will have to catch up with that this weekend. So I was being a good boyfriend. As you should. Yeah. I love Lady Jill, so. Yay. I was cool with it. Yay. Yay. So I don't think Lady Jill's listening to hear this. I know. You know, just in case. It's been recorded. It's been recorded. Lady Jill, it's been recorded. (laughs) So I'm good. Yep. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, You know what we need to cover? I'm not prepared to cover it tonight, but next week, we need to cover the NASCAR Hall of Fame. We had three really cool people go into the Hall of Fame. Oh, okay. Chad Knauss. Yep. Seven-time champion crew chief jimmy johnson the third seven-time nascar champion yep and donnie allison old donnie from miami florida yeah the alabama gang alabama gang from miami Miami, florida Florida. so i think Mm -hmm. i'm going to propose this i will have i'll be prepared with a full nascar hall of fame and Janet Guthrie got a, I forget what Janet Guthrie went into, what her was, or what, what her was, what her induction was into the Hall of Fame. So Janet Guthrie got inducted as well. All right. I think maybe, not the Pioneer, but there's another, there's another uh, portion of the ballot. But I'll be prepared with that next week. So our racing coverage next week will cover NASCAR Hall of Fame. Which was that was all that that was all determined last week. Did Janet Guthrie also do the Indy Five Hundred? Was that Lynn? She St. did. James? No, Lynn St. James ran the Indy Five Hundred, but Janet Guthrie did it first. Okay, so she raced both. She ran. She raced IndyCar and raced NASCAR. Okay, that's what I thought. And the crazy thing, I've watched a documentary, and. Let's go back into the context. This is the 1970s when she was racing NASCAR. Sure. She got very little respect on the racetrack. So the story goes, she had to get out of the car. She had a relief driver. I forget who it was, but he was like, holy shit, I feel bad for Janet. Because the other drivers racing did not know Janet got out of the car and had a relief driver replace her. They raced her totally different than they raced everybody else. They were really rough with Janet. So, Gave her a really? bumps. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. You know, real. You know, rough being. They didn't race her clean. Oh wow! So yeah, it was. But again, put it in the context. This is nineteen seventies. It was a different time. So, but yeah, I'll be prepared with that stuff next week to really cover it. As it should be covered. Teaser. Teaser. So like one and a half half of our fans will be interested. Yes. Oh, uh, speaking of uh, super fan uh, was talking about Rondi Barber going to the. uh, He's going to football hall of fame. Look, here's a problem. And Rondi deserves it. He's the only defensive back. uh, 20 interceptions, 20 sacks. Um, There's no question he's a Hall of Famer. 
The problem with the NFL Hall of Fame is they let in too many players. It means absolutely oh, nothing. Oh, wow. So you do, you, it's they, they leave. They leave in uh, – if you threw 4,000 yards once – look, Joe Namath won one game. He's in the Hall of Fame. I mean, it, it, look, it's ridiculous. They let everyone in. So it's diluted. Oh, it's the worst. That's kind of sad to hear. It's the worst. But they hate kickers. Kickers can't go in. There's like one kicker. Is Jack Jack Dempsey in? No. They're stupid then. No, I think think Ray Guy is the only kicker. Oh, there you go. Maybe George Blanda, but he was like a kicker quarterback. But actually, I don't even think he is. Kicker quarterback? He was a quarterback by trade. Kind of smart. Well, they they kicked different back then. They he wasn't soccer style. That's where they'd go straight up and different. It was a different game. But they they let too many people in. Like baseball's on the other side, though. They mm. did something weird this year. Scott Rowland, they're like he was defensively great, and like there are other great third basemen that were defensively great, and you still don't have Don Mattingly in. I mean, Scott Rowland's like a two sixty lifetime hitter. Is not, I don't know. I, I, I thought. I think there are other guys you can let in ahead of Scott Rowland, um, especially there. So many guys had been on the bubble, like a a Jack Morris or whatever, that they just couldn't just put him over for some reason. But Jerks. but it's great. Well, like when this all gets brought up, because Barry Bonds comes from wherever and he starts crying, you know, because that's what. Barry Bonds does. He usually just cries a lot. Really? Yeah, he's upset he's not in the Hall of Fame, and he's not going to get in. You, listen. Why not? Just Steroid era. Uh, listen, your head grew too big, literally, from like whatever you're doing. <laughs> and don't tell me flack, uh, flaxseed oil, <laughs> you charlatan. Because <laughs> uh, it doesn't make your head grow like five fucking hat sizes. <laughs> You did something. You know you did something. You know, you hit 35 home runs and you're hitting 70. Come on, dude. You know, let's 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 be real. You you got greedy and you got caught, you know. And I I don't I don't care, you know, that you're like, "Oh, uh I beat them in court." Look, we've seen people Right. Beat people in court huh. that had no business winning a court case. Right. <coughs> okay. Uh, but um, hey, that's a whole other podcast, folks. But look, mm-hmm. I don't know. Sorry, Barry. You know, them the breaks. Them that's the breaks. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, there are a lot of those guys that are probably not going to get in. Mark McGuire, which, look. All right, you're like, oh, but he's got over 500 home runs. Like another steroid guy. I'm like, yeah, but he bat 220, struck out 150 times. And he was, at best, a very average first baseman because uh, he was too big and bulky to be athletic. Oh. I mean, he can absolutely mash a baseball, but that's all he could do. <laughs> that's all he could do. He couldn't – I mean, one year he had more home runs than singles. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's it's stupid. I think that yeah. might have been in like a '98 or '99. Is I he mean, the only one to do that? You think? Uh, no, I mean they're Very worse fair. home run hitter. And well, no, pr- probably because you know he hit so many home runs. I mean, huh. but you know he took it to an, a 
look, these guys were trying to say like, oh, well, you know, baseball didn't really say it was illegal. I'm like, well, yeah, but the federal mm-hmm. law said it was illegal. Mm-hmm. Antibiotic steroids are illegal. Uh, doctors can't prescribe, you know, just. You mean the MLB rules don't top federal law? I'm going to say no. It's so strange. Well, it's it's literally banned now that they test for it. MLB never tested it for really? till yeah till they they had a big re- uh, was that the Mitchell the Mitchell report? I think the Dowd report was the one on Pete Rose. The Mitchell report was on performance enhancing drugs and steroids and baseball, and a lot of names were in there. A lot of names of people, but they're like, all right. We know you guys have done this. You can't do it anymore, and we're going to test now. And that might have been around like oh. 04, 05, when Major League Baseball started actually testing for performance-enhancing drugs. I thought you said before they all not. they tested for. Uh, before all they tested for was like narcotics, um. like cocaine and marijuana, and you know stuff like that. Right. But now. Now they're, you know, they a lot more vigilant on that. Hmm. So, you know, there you go. There you go. Baseball in a half show. <laughs> Turtle power. Is that, oh, you beat me to it, damn it. <laughs> Turtle power. How, what about that new uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie? What's your thoughts on that? Is that is that a worth see? I'm gonna wait till it's like on cable and I'll catch it. I don't think I'm gonna go see. Go to the theater. theater. Not gonna spend the 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 cash. We're gonna watch it with commercials. You know, you got to give it though the the staying power. Yes. Of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, because mm-hmm. on paper, it's the most ridiculous thing. They're mutated <laughs> turtles that grew up in a sewer by a uh, a rat that knows kung fu. And they love pizza. I mean, turtles have no fucking teeth, folks. It, it doesn't make sense. They drive a van. They drive a van. Yeah. Um, they have a friend that wears a hockey mask, Casey Jones. Yep. Don't they listen to a lot of music, too? They, they like music. And, uh, well, they're teenagers. You know, they like the grab ass and all that. And, uh, and uh, they befriend... A street reporter, April Jones. Look, no, no, no. She's April something. Casey Jones is the guy. Look, it don't it don't make sense. And then you have the bad guy, Shredder. Shredder. Uh, I think she's April. O'Neill. April O'Neill. That's it. April O'Neill. Wow. And it's com and it's based on a comic book, and the comic book was much darker than the cartoon much darker than the movies that have been produced. Yeah. I mean, so there were three original live action movies. One with vanilla ice. Yes. The first one was very popular. Yes. Very popular. Excuse me. I never saw, believe it or not, I've never seen any of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. Oh, dude. I did, but I don't remember. You didn't see the first one? No. Really? I think I've seen bits and pieces of it. Uh, I may I, have to fire up the Netflix and watch. No, it. I've seen. I saw the first two in the theaters and the third one on cable. 
That's uh, Wait, Teenage Mutant. Oh, yeah. Teenage Mutant Turtles 3, Turtles in Time. Oh, and I definitely. Were they time traveled? Yeah, they go back to Shogunate era Japan. Japan. Okay. For real? Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's a lot. All right, listen. I think it's more ridiculous than when Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Uh-huh. Um, but it's equally ridiculous and entertaining because uh, they they got really cheap with the budget like some of the costume malfunctions i really in the film there's yeah, costume malfunctions yeah, yeah sort of just i don't know it's just just weird things with the mouth and i, I don't know it's it, it, it wow is i'm intrigued crazy. i want to see this film yeah yeah, now. yeah it's it's an entertaining fucking disaster and then they did mm-hmm. more recent one i think that was I think directed or at least produced by Michael Bay that was heavily CGI'd. I think it was it, horrible. I think it did well in the theaters, but it looked not great. And then um, I saw that in the theater. You know, the, it was awful. Obviously, the cartoon was pretty popular, and you know, they had a toy line and, and video games. Yep. I mean, they, they had an arcade game that was pretty pre- popular. Pretty popular. And now we have a new film. New animated new, film new animated film kind of like it seems like a reboot of some sort yeah I want it's to gonna sell that. a lot of pizza that's what i'll do in the end yeah <laughs> are there any pizza sponsors for this film yet i, I think pizza yes. hut oh no pizza hut. Yeah. yeah i was gonna say it. It, it somebody somebody's got to grapple on to the <laughs> hey these turtles like pizza <laughs> how do we get in on this and advertise you, you, you know, um, I, I guess turtles like pizza. <laughs> At least Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles like pizza. But they have teeth, by the way. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Unlike real turtles. Yeah. Because they're mutant. That's right. That explains the whole... But why they look that way and then Swamp Thing look completely different. Or no, the Toxic Avenger. You remember him? Yeah, I remember Toxic Avenger. I don't know. I think that was like Danny's thing. Yeah. Danny liked those. I think Danny liked them. They they did a lot of movies of those. I think they did like three or four of those. Not to the and they were acclaim bad. of Teenage Mutant oh, Ninja no. Turtles. They, 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 were, they were bad. They were bad B they're, movies. They're B movies. They were they were like the low budget B movies. Like B movie people who the producers of B movies laughed at these B, B movies. Mm-hmm. Like his weapon was a mop. If I remember. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Wait for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Toxic Avenger, oh man. God, I always think you're kidding. No, I no. never kid. I'm always well, serious. Especially on this show. Right. L- listen, we're when we're talking serial. about the Toxic Avenger. <laughs> yeah, that was as low budget as you could get. Oh man. Just Danny. Just sometimes had questionable taste. Hmm. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, speaking of questionable taste. Trip plays. It's time to keep the shiny side up. Greasy side down. Catch you next week. Peace out. Have a good week, everyone.